0: Beathard sets up deep in the pocket. Goes down the field for Smith. We got it. Smith touchdown, 85 yards.
1: 56 yarder. It's got no. Does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20,
0: 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Don't miss a thing from the world of college football. Stay right here for College Gridiron on WFUV Sports.
2: What is going on, everyone? Danny Scott here with Tyler, who and Keenan Troy is joining us today. Guys, we had a great weekend of college football this week. Football is back officially. NFL starting this week, but we got week 2 of college football coming up. Before we get into the discussion, guys, how you doing?
0: College football's back. I couldn't be better right now. I'm I'm glad to be here as always. College Gridiron's another highlight of the week. But now we're joined with by another guest. We got Keenan in the house. Another glad guest, have, another host. host. Well, you know how it is. Sorry. Give, him, give him his. Give I, him his I, I, uh, I need my I need my coffee this morning. I'm a little bit you know under the weather. Keenan, I'm glad to have Keenan on here though. We're glad to have him here. College football's back. Got a great slate. You know that kind of did exceed expectations, as Keenan said before the show. And then we got a couple of good games coming up, so I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about college football this week.
1: Yeah, boys, it's great to be with you. Um, I think it's my first time on Gridiron. Um, long time coming. I'm a big college football fan, as Danny remembers from our freshman year dorm room watching, you know, game day at ten all the way through Pac-12 at night. Excited to recap this incredible first week. I mean, whether it be Danny's Fighting Irish, my recently beloved Tennessee Volunteers. Making a statement against Ball State, and then Tyler's indifference, just appreciating the great game. It's it's an honor, a privilege, and an excitement to be joined by two such esteemed hosts as you guys. Yeah, so let's uh, let's hop right into
2: that uh, heartbreaker for me. Notre Dame, number five, drops to number two. Ohio State, twenty-one to ten. And you know what? Before I turn this over to you guys, I I just want to say my little piece on this. I really did feel like this proved that Notre Dame can play with the big dogs this year. You know, I think they played with them very closely for three and a half quarters. The end of that fourth quarter, they kind of lost it, started to get gas. I was not exactly thrilled with the play calling of Tommy Reese. And uh another guy that I was talking to the other day, he said that he thinks it would have been better if Ohio State had tied the game up going into halftime. And I kind of agree with him because it was going it felt like Tommy Reese was calling the plays to not lose the game instead of going to win. Historically, he's a very, very uh, big play-play caller. He wants that deep ball. He wants a home run play. And he was just handing the ball off, and our run game got destroyed. I was very, very impressed with our defense, however. Shutting down that Ohio State offense is something that is very, very hard to do, and they only allowed three touchdowns to be scored the entire game. I will say Jackson Smith and Jigba did get hurt. However, we all know how good that receiving core is anyways. That run game is unstoppable. Uh, but I was very impressed with how Notre Dame played. But th- that's enough of my rant, Tyler. What were your thoughts on this one? How you feeling after it?
0: Notre Dame only dropped what three spots, and it's warranted. They're not a bad team. They're an amazing team, as is. Their defense really showed up. I mean, led by, you said, Northwestern transfer Brandon Joseph. He played amazing. A bunch of guys played really well the whole team. Like Notre Dame's defense, that's nothing to doubt. Um Marcus Freeman's always going to put out a stout defensive unit and they looked really good against Ohio State. Made CJ Stroud look human. Um the Heisman favorite, early odds on Heisman favorite. Uh now it's still too early to tell, but they made CJ Stroud look uncomfortable at times and CJ didn't look like himself. Um, the offense, I mean, Notre Dame's offense did not look good. There's no sugarcoating it. Their run game averaged 2.5 yards per carry. Tyler Buckner didn't really get, he wasn't really, like, you know, he, looked he like started
2: a, off so hot. So yeah, hot. I believe yeah. he was eight for eight for his first mm-hmm. eight passes with hundred yards. Finishes the game ten for 18, eighteen with yeah. one seventy seven. Like it was just kind of disappointing. The jitters um, got to him. the him. He's, the he's, one, young. he's, he's young. very young. He's a he's a true sophomore. Mm-hmm. I think I still think we're in good hands with him. Yep. I mean he's at the very least gonna be around next year. Uh,
0: and the way it's going right now, we're gonna have him for another two years. And if we're being honest, Ohio State's defense got considerably better over the, over last year through last year, and going to this year, the Ohio State defense is no longer a weakness. So it's not like they were playing against some random team that was terrible. The Ohio State's defense is talented, and it's a it's a new system. I mean, for him at least, first real game experience against a top three team in the nation. It's it's gonna it's gonna be tough, but I'm not really worried about Notre Dame. Um, I still think Notre Dame's an elite team. Still think they'll probably win the rest of their games and get a, uh, you know, compete for the playoff. But you know, it's nothing to worry about. Marcus Freeman, I guess he's 0 2 in his first two games as the. Notre Dame coach, but it's against two good teams in Oklahoma State. <laughs> it's and, against a team that yeah. finished fifth, fifth and against a finished, number two team yeah, number the number two team in the nation. So it's nothing to worry about. Ohio State, they notoriously do start off slow, so they'll, they'll start to heat up. But this is a... Um, I would say kind of a disappointing game. It was a little sleeper, low scoring. Oh,
2: uh, this is the, Tyler. You know, this is the type of game I love. You the love defensive this type of game. battles where it just feels back and forth the yeah. entire time. You have no idea who's going to win. Can't get your confidence too high, and then of course Notre Dame drops it. But yeah, I really
1: enjoyed this one, Keenan. You got any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think you know going into this, and when we touch on Oregon versus Georgia. I always have said, especially in, you know, recent years, we saw it with Oregon playing Ohio State last year, for example, or, you know, even Oregon playing Auburn two years ago. It's a move that if you're Notre Dame, there's so much to be gained and not a whole lot to lose because, you know, they lose in convincing fashion in the sense that they hung around with Ohio State and, you know, despite punting on their last six possessions, which might be a red flag for Notre Dame moving forward. You were playing, standing. you said the number two na- team in the nation. So proving that, you know, hey, at least on week one, raw talent versus raw talent, you know, everyone's still kind of finding their place within each team's depth chart. They're not that far off from an Ohio State. And so, you know, them only dropping to number seven or number nine, depending which rankings you like to go off of. I think it's... Uh, That scheduling, you know, not only lets Marcus Freeman know what he's got in a Notre Dame locker room, but more importantly, doesn't really ruin Notre Dame's playoff chances. And also, had they won, would have, you know, bolstered them to be considered maybe a number one team in the nation if they run the gauntlet on their otherwise cupcake schedule. For the buck uh, schedule. On, they Whoa. do play Clemson and BYU. Clemson, Clemson and is not BYU, good. Clemson is, the Clemson
0: is not good, but they're still, you know. The TV number five
1: team in the game. nation currently.
0: Right. Which no. is fraudulent. But nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. for the
1: for the Buckeyes in a game where they lost Jackson Smith-Nijiba, and, you know, C.J. Stroud, it wasn't a Heisman caliber performance, and I think maybe if you're a Buckeyes fan you're a little disappointed just because after such a good season he had last year, you know, ultimately coming short – of the playoff. You expected him to be the odds on favorite for the Heisman Trophy and come out and real really set the world on fire against a Notre Dame defense that was good, but you know, you'd expect CJ Stroud to take it better advantage of. Still did have two touchdowns, but I think for Ohio State it's a result you're comfortable with if you're Ryan Day, you're looking forward to next week and then when you sink your teeth into the Big Ten schedule, having a marquee win against a Notre Dame team bodes well for the Buckeyes in terms of their early playoff hopes
2: yeah I'm I'm gonna disagree with you and, and a little bit of the fact that I think uh, you're saying Buckeyes fans are disappointed with how CJ Stroud played sure he didn't light the world on fire he still had over 200 passing yards two touchdowns but this I've been saying this for a while and and Tyler can vouch for this because we have conversations about it regularly I think this Notre Dame defense is one of the best that we've had in years. We finally have a defensive-minded coach who I think has a very, very good system. And I think, you know, for C.J. Stroud to be able to win this game against one of the best defenses in the NCAA, in my opinion, I think it bodes well for his his confidence. He he struggled. He went without JXN, who's his best receiver by far, best receiver in college football, in my opinion, and he's able to get it done against a top-five team in the nation. The other thing that I have is I do think that there's still a chance that this Irish team can make the playoffs. If mm-hmm. they went out, they, they'd have a win over BYU. They'd have a win over uh, Clemson. They'd have a win over USC, who <laughs> everyone is extremely high on right now. I think this, that is a good enough schedule with a close loss to another team who's probably going to be in the playoffs. So I think this, this Irish team is built for success right now. We're pretty young uh considering we got buckner as our quarterback logan diggs as our running back one um who is a true sophomore as well this team is going to be around for a while and i think it proved in this game that we have the talent
0: that's able to compete it's just whether or not they're going to be able to put it together this year still got a lot of time only time will tell but i mean as you said your confidence is low my confidence in notre Dame is still pretty high um as I said, young team. You said young team, new head coach, pretty much young head coach, players head coach. So I think they think they said he's yeah. the
2: second youngest coach in college football really? right now. Yeah, at yeah. Thir-
0: Thirty six years old. He's very young, and the players will rally around him. It's it's still early in the season, and this is one of the tougher Notre Dame schedules in recent memories. So for sure, this if if they went out and you know went in pretty convincing fashion in some of their big games, I see them still making the playoff. Considering who's in their way: Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, the top three. So that fourth spot, um, you got it's it's still only week one, so it's still early. Yeah, to help, for sure, for sure. Notre Dame season's not over;
2: it's definitely not over. And who knows if we're going to see another year with two SEC teams? Uh, the SEC is very very good this year. And let's jump right into that conversation with Georgia, just taking it to Oregon. They they knocked Oregon out of the top twenty five guys. That was how bad they they beat them, and they sent
0: uh, Oregon to the WCC, <laughs>
2: to, to Pac twelve. Man, it's just. The Pac twelve is bad. Uh but number three, Georgia beats at the time number eleven, Oregon, forty-nine to three. And Tyler, was I right or was I right?
0: Uh, you undersold Georgia. That's the funny thing. These had three <laughs> scores. They had one by seven scores. scores.
2: I said they're the number two team in the nation. But you were right on. I think My I think this Georgia team is still sick. Stinson Bennett's not oh. as bad of a quarterback as everyone said he, he was. He
0: improved. He looked good.
2: He looked really good. And you know, I'm not gonna go out and say I think this Georgia team is is the favorite to win the Natty. I think Oregon was a fraudulent team. Oh, so fraudulent! Um, But Oregon had no opportunity in this game. Georgia just suffocated them on both sides of the ball. Uh, It felt like Georgia was on the field for thirty seconds at a time, and they still won the time of possession. They just destroyed this Oregon team, and I was very very impressed by the showing. But uh, start with you, Keenan. You got thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, I think georgia coming into this year we know how good their defense was especially up front and they lost five starters to the nfl draft and they just didn't miss a step and i think it's really interesting too because dan lanning the new oregon head coach was the Mm -hmm, georgia dc so it's not like he was going up against a completely new scheme he knew this depth chart pretty well and even still with that background knowledge he just i don't want to (laughs) say it was you know taking care of that Georgia offense is one thing, but that Georgia defense seemingly has not missed a step, if not in, I don't want, it's tough to say improved just because of how good they were last year, but seemingly looks like they have the potential to run that back in the SEC and just be a no-business defense and not allow any other teams to score. For Oregon to drop out of the top 25, I think it's a little harsh just because if this game proved anything, it's how good Georgia is, and yeah there was some incompetencies from Oregon, but as you guys talked about it before the show. The Pac-12 is continuing to be this giant anomaly. I'm sure we'll see Oregon later in the year back into the top 25 because I do think that they are a solid program that you know rolled the dice much like they did last year against Ohio State in their first game of the year. Georgia came to play. I think that's all you can say from it. Top to bottom, Georgia looks to be as dominant as they were, and now you know the SEC, once again, all eyes are to that in terms of how is it going to shake out and you know, is it possible that two teams again, maybe even three teams depending on how hot the SEC East gets this year, will we see a plethora of SEC teams with legitimate bids for the playoff just because of how good Georgia had proved to be
0: in week one? The game is over, but like when the coin was tossed, I mean new quarterback, new head coach for Oregon, they never stood a chance and it got ugly so quickly. Georgia's defense, I mean, sure, they lost, like, damn near their whole defense to the NFL draft, which is just a testament to how good they are. I mean, they lost the number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker, Jordan Davis, Devontae White. You can name them. You can keep going. Jalen Carter might be the best of that group in terms he's going to be top five pick in the NFL draft this upcoming year. He looked like Aaron Donald out there. Did you see that play where he um, bull rushed that 6'7", 330-pound <laughs> Oregon right guard and just made him look like a little child? He just threw him down. Jalen Carter is ridiculous. He is the second best defensive player in the nation behind Will Anderson, and I mean George's defense. You're, there's never a doubt that defense is ridiculous. So deep, so athletic, so big, like just so fast. They're s- ridiculous. Best defense in the nation. But what surprised me is their offense. Their offense's depth is their offensive depth has like improved somehow. Like they lost George Pickens and James Cook, I guess, and Samir White. They they got Kenny McIntosh, who's a good running back. Uh, they got Stetson Bennett looks like a much better quarterback than he did last year. Can we acknowledge that? I I, I,
2: I completely agree. I was I, a
0: hater of Stetson Bennett. Uh, I I apologize. I was,
2: I was a slight hater. I still I always I still said, I'm still a little reserved. I still but... always said that you know he's good enough to win a national championship mm-hmm. with that team. Yes. So he doesn't have the best arm, but he extends plays. Mm-hmm. He makes decent. Decisions, right. uh, at least through this game, where they played uh, a, good a fraudulent team. <laughs> but um, no, I was very impressed with how he played, and I I thought he looked good. And that this... play
0: fake at the on the um <gasps> what do you call it on the quarterback keeper was so nasty, where he like faked the Statue of Liberty behind, then yeah. ran un like untouched into the end zone. And I was like, okay, Stetson Bennett might be him, but they're they have three elite tight ends like Brock Brock Bowers, who is the best or second best tight end in the nation. Eric Gilbert, who's gonna be a first round pick, arguably, who didn't even touch the ball this game. I don't and, and then Darnell Washington, six seven and two, like seventy, who jumped over a guy. I'm like, <laughs> what, what do you do about that? They're ridiculous. This team is... They didn't even scratch the surface of their like full potential. Their I offense. mean, Brock
2: Bowers only had two receptions for, right. what, 30, 35, 38 30 yards. yards?
0: He had one big catch. But, like, they didn't even scratch the surface of like their this, full potential yet.
2: This team is is very, very good, and they're going to continue to be good. I think Kirby Smart is, scary. is arguably the second best coach in college football mm-hmm. behind uh, Nick Saban, uh, who we'll we'll talk about them in a little bit, but... This team is, is very, very good and very, very scary. It's just right. they can beat you in so many ways. They can score 49 points and hold you to three. Like, their offense was so good. Their defense was so good. I think this is going to be a team to be reckoned with and, and for the entirety of the season. It's, <laughs> it almost, I'm not going to say like last year, but it almost feels like last year where it's it's Alabama, it's Georgia, mm-hmm. and it's everybody
0: else. Right. And a lot like a, cl- a third. But we'll, we'll wait on Ohio State. They'll they'll find their stride. But Alabama and Georgia. Georgia won the national championship and does not feel like they got worse. Feels like they stayed the same, or if not, got I, better. If somehow. not got better. Yeah, yeah, they somehow got better. They their offense looks deeper, their quarterback got better. And their defense is still disgusting. So they are a force to be reckoned with. I mean, you are so right on Georgia. You've been right the whole time along. I was a little bit the, off. The, but entire, but saying, the entire year. I'll give, you all, I'll give you all the credit in the world.
2: Yeah, let's go. But uh, let's talk about another fraudulent uh, Pac-12, Pac-12 team. And guys, you both know I'm a West Coast kid The mm-hmm. Pac-12 sucks. The Pac-12. Oh, I hate the Pac-12. I'm a Big Ten guy. They're the because
0: they're Notre the, Dame. They are the NFC is, East of college football.
2: Yes, uh, Notre Dame should essentially be in the Big Ten. So I, I'm a Big Ten guy. Except they're
1: afraid to play the Big Ten schedule. Yes, that.
2: I mean, I'm I not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to argue with that take. I, I've Tyler. We've talked about. I Notre Dame shouldn't join a conference because they make so much more money. Not by not, but um they they need a conference championship in in this day and age but uh another fraudulent pac 12 school which is the worst of the power 5 uh, Tyler made an argument that the AAC is better and I don't <laughs> I was absolutely semi kidding
0: but semi serious don't
2: absolutely <laughs> hate it but uh yeah. unranked Florida beats number 7 Utah 29-26 and Tyler Last week we talked about how high we were on Utah. I think we both had them at number six in our top ten. Uh, they returned a lot of guys. Cam mm-hmm. Rising's back. This team just looked flat. They it didn't feel like that Utah team that we saw at the end of last year that was hanging with Ohio State, destroying Oregon twice. And I guess Oregon is just uh, Oregon fraudulent, terrible. Right? But the SEC when an SEC school team plays a Pac-12 school team Mm -hmm. i'm going to take the sec team every single time for the remainder of the year i don't care if it's vanderbilt Mm -hmm. the sec is just so much better than the pac-12 and yeah florida florida proves it it. florida jumps from unranked to number 12 this week the biggest jump in all of college football and utah drops from what 12 to 18 17 something like that 13
0: Um, yeah they fell to 13 yeah so florida's above utah by one spot now Yes, and kind of funny. I think that's what it should be. They mm-hmm. they beat them.
2: Um, but I I was impressed by Florida and, and more so incredibly disappointed by what I saw from Utah. You want to go first,
0: Keenan? Yeah,
1: I think, one, I don't agree with Florida's obscene jump. Because if you watch that game, their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed in that second half. And that's the truth of the matter. If it's not that pick in the end zone, maybe Utah wins that game. But it's a pick in the end zone, so we won't know. I think what everyone is so high on about Florida is that Anthony Richardson has the potential to be Lamar Jackson incarnate because we watched him against, you know, a Utah defense that there are question marks about now, but going into the season, everyone saw Utah, I mean you guys said it yourself, you had him at six, as a competent football team, and he was just making plays that, you know... Showed off his veteran presence But also his ingenuity Within the pocket I mean everyone fell in love with that Two point conversion you know The fake pass Into a 360 and then a boot And then hit a guy naked in the end zone I was more impressed with Anthony Richardson's Ability to just run the football I mean he had that 53-yard house call on a, a play that essentially he lets develop in front of him, drags the single safety from the left all the way to the other side on a high post, and then he just takes it to the opposite side. Really impressed with that. He scores two other touchdowns on the ground simply on re- two read options within the end zone, and I think Billy Napier, you know, a new coach taking over for Dan Mullen, who has a big Twitter presence, like he didn't just get right out of Gainesville like, four, <laughs> like six months ago, like figure it out, Dan, but I think Billy Napier should be really proud of this Florida team for hanging in with Utah the way they did. My only concern is they play a ranked Kentucky and then, you know, we know next week in Kentucky though kind of slow out of the gates. Everyone's pretty high on the Wildcats and, you know, they've got reason to make people believe. Mm-hmm. But for Florida to jump this high, my only complaint with it is that I don't think they're necessarily that good of a team. But them beating Utah and advancing so high in the rankings is gonna conflate a lot of teams' resumes. When you know, say Kentucky beats them this week, you're like, well, we just took down a top 15 team in Florida. We should be making that jump too. So the parity in the SEC is incredible this year. I think through one week we see that. But I, I just don't think that Florida's warrants that. Show up against Kentucky, and then I'll be drinking the Kool Aid with the rest of Gainesville.
0: I agree with you there, Keenan. First of all. The Gatorade. Yes, the Gatorade. (laughs) As soon as I said Kool-Aid, I was like, I missed one. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, first of all, Dan Mullen will not see the pearly gates for starting Emery Jones over Anthony Richardson. We all knew. Everybody and their mother knew Anthony Richardson was much better. But I don't know why he started Emery Jones. That's why he's currently a TV analyst and not a head coach. Um, I'm still – listen, I'm still, like, not low – on Utah, like, I still think that Utah's a really good football team. Couldn't agree with you more. I still think they're, like, a top 15 team in the nation. 13 is not a bad ranking for them. They're still elite, or, or borderline elite. They just came out flat. And you got to remember, going to the swamp, unfamiliar unfamiliar territory, very tough place to play. Um, and, like, it's completely different than Utah, where it's – Utah, you know, it's Florida now. It's Utah. It's Utah. I'm not gonna say anything because, um, you know, all seven Mormons might come from my head, but um, it's Florida. This is a completely different ballgame. Uh, game. Here's where I'm
2: gonna disagree with you because right. we saw essentially the same team go to Pasadena last year and play step
0: for step with right. Ohio State. Ohio State it, college football is weird. We know this. It's yes. so weird. I still think that um, what do you call? It? I still think that Utah's a really good team. Cam Rising's he. There were a goal line. They were on the goal line. They were a touchdown like right there. They could have easily won that game. Easily. You know? Stuff happens. It's college football, um, and that's why they're 0-1 instead of 1-0. But they were so close to winning that game. It's not It's not an indictment on how bad Utah is because Utah, play, they didn't play that well, but they're still a really good team. I still think they're the best team in the Pac-12. Pac-12 is still fraudulent, though. So um, The Pac-12 sucks. Pro- props to Florida. Uh, Anthony Richardson is him. Um, he reminds me, you said Lamar Jackson, reminds me of Cam Newton so much. He's big body, so talented, can run, can throw. I want him in big blue next year. Can can we, I love the guy. Can we give him the, the
2: recognition that he deserves and compare him to the Florida quarterback and Tim Tebow? I mean, he, he runs the ball like him. He's better. He's better than the... Did he? No, Tibo won two Heisman. Better prospect. Two. Yeah. He won one
0: Heisman, two national championships. Yes. I'm uh, talking about prospect wise. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, prospect wise, yes. Yeah. But uh, I think if we're gonna compare him to a guy, let's compare him to the running quarterback the led Florida to a natty and Tinto. Sure, Tim let's Tebow. do it. Uh, he's a sophomore, six foot four, two hundred thirty-two pounds. Runs like the wind. This dude, Huge. This dude is nasty, and I think he's gonna be good for a very long time. Um, who knows if he'll stick around to a senior year and pull a Tebow and go win another natty. I highly doubt it
0: in today's day and age. He's getting that bag. He's going to the league. Yeah,
2: yeah. but he's, he's going to be good for a while, but enough with that. Let's glance over the last couple games that we wanted to talk about. Uh, number 23, Cincinnati loses to number 19, Arkansas 31, 24. And Tyler, both of us said this. I, I think I said, 35, uh, 24, something like that. in my prediction, um, so it just it felt like cincinnati was just not going to be as good this year uh losing all that talent to the nfl losing all their leadership essentially luke fickle still a great coach was able to compete Mm -hmm. with an sec school however you got to think is he questioning not leaving cincinnati after last season
0: yeah you should have left after like sell while you're at your highest and go get that upgrade of a job because Cincinnati, that was a dream season, pretty much. They had the quarterback, Desmond Ritter. They had all the offensive talent. All the defense. defense. Their defense was disgusting. I don't know when the next time they'll have that. Um, So Luke Fickle should have gone. That being said, I respect his loyalty. Cincinnati's not a bad team. They're still a pretty good team. Um, They didn't play that well. They had a good second half. First half, they were dead. Dead in the water. Arkansas is another good SEC team. K.J. Jefferson coming back for another year. He's he had four total touchdowns. He's him. Another guy that I'm really high on. KJ Jefferson's nasty. Um Tyler who confirmed wants to give out seven Heismans. Seven shirt. Heismans. Oh, listen, I am all for the participation trophies. No, I loved K J Jefferson last year with, and he's really good. Um this Arkansas team's good. Sam Pittman has another good program around him. I don't I mean, are they one of the premier SEC teams? Not really, but they're borderline. They're pretty good. Um, they can give any team, like, on any given Saturday, they can give any team hell. And I like what they're building there. They played well. They deserve to. Where are they now in the rankings? They went up. I don't remember. But, um, like, did they go up? They 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 are up up to 16. 16, that's what I thought. So that's good for them. I mean, this is a good Arkansas team. So props to them. Cincinnati. Yeah, Luke Fickle, he should have (laughs) left.
1: It was a, a terrible first half for Cincinnati. And then in the second half, you know, Cincinnati kind of gained a footing in the ground. At one point, they cut it to a one-possession game, but it was just an Arkansas team bes- behind Jefferson that, you know, we were so high just a couple moments ago on Anthony Richardson. K.J. Jefferson's another guy at a quarterback that you look at you say, he's a game-breaker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we kind of wrap up our talk, at least of the first slate, in terms of FCC focus, Tyler, I really like what you said in the sense that this is a now an Arkansas football team that was, you know, finished their best that they had last year since 2011, mm-hmm. picked up a lot of talented guys from the portal. You know, Drew Sanders from Alabama, for example, Dwight McLaurith from LSU, guys on the defensive side of they the ball. Jason
0: Hasselwood from Oklahoma, a great receiver. Right.
1: So, it, you know, in the offseason. Arkansas, you know, from just an unbiased perspective, looked to plug holes to kind of keep them within SEC games, and now taking it to Cincinnati, who I think a lot of people, as you guys pointed out, recognize that so many you know key pieces of their team had moved on into the NFL that they're still a question mark, but it's still a team that you would, you know you don't write off, you don't see you them still as have to respect them. yeah right. So I think Arkansas showing out the way that they did, holding off a second half surgeons from Cincinnati it adds to the depth of the sec and that you know it's no longer an arkansas team that can go to tuscaloosa and you know sabin can think all right this is about to be a five score game which it could be just because of how good alabama yes, is right. it's now adding to that level of parity we're seeing in the sec and pretty much college football in general that you don't know what arkansas you're going to get and they could trap a top hitter in the sec this yeah,
0: season yeah they're dangerous they have the tools to do it
2: yeah, I I completely agree. I just think the the SEC at this point is so much better than every oh, other it's a conference. Super conference. Uh, the the SEC and the Big Ten are are just so so much better than than everyone else. And I think this gets proved by Arkansas just I wouldn't say dismantling, but beating Cincinnati in what felt more convincing than what the score was. Right.
0: They always they were in control the whole game.
2: But let's uh the last game I personally want to talk about. If you guys got any more that you want to bring <laughs> up um did you guys watch this nc state east yeah. carolina game yeah. i peeped pee- a little bit yeah the i, I think crazy. it was the best college football game it, it may be the best college football game of the year
0: Re- well there's only been once uh, <laughs> one <And> week like, <laughs>
2: all, already it was so good and tyler i know how high you were on, I was on high nc Devin state Leary.
1: everyone was though yeah i was everyone was ncc C- uh, you know a lot of people predicted nc state to win the ACC, mm-hmm. to have a legitimate chance at making the playoff, and then Dan, I was watching this Eastern Carolina game, and I was just sitting there like, "A Eastern Carolina almost won. Yeah, they, they should. They, they, they not. They were not the better almost. Team. They, they should have
2: book, won. Man. Missed a <laughs> field goal and missed and an extra got point. Got they puck. were the better team.
0: They were
2: the better team. And I think, you know, it it's something to be said about going into another stadium week one jitters. You got all this stuff. However this nc state team they just they looked fraudulent i am i'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be straight up devin larry did not look he great bad. he looked bad uh and and east carolina should have won this game like you mm-hmm. mentioned they missed the last second field Well, they get a kick blocked or not blocked but shanked just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> shanked a, a pat yeah. uh, i feel so bad for that kid that's the kicker there he's Ooh. probably has death threats and all it, this it's bad. all this stuff like i feel horrendous for that kid but yeah. I mean, he is the
0: sole reason that they did not win this game. We saw that happen. We saw another game, the Florida State LSU. The kick, kicker got his kick blocked to tie the game. Special teams. A lot of weird special teams this week. Hey, it's, a, it's
2: a third of the game. It it's is a third, third of, of the game.
0: game. Um, no, no matter what the skill position players want to tell you, oh, uh, they don't want to play special teams, it is a third of the game. It's extremely important.
1: And, and how about this stat, boys? NC State... Shut out in the second half by Eastern Carolina. Danny, you brought up the term fraudulent. It's not, for me watching that game, you know, especially in that third quarter when Eastern Carolina, you know, cuts it to a touchdown and, you know, there starts to be some ripplings of momentum shifting in that football game. Not once did I see NC State have someone to go to, to either establish the run, you know, take some pressure off their defense that seemingly was out there, for the majority of that third quarter. And, you know, as we said, Eastern Carolina had a legitimate chance to win this football game. NC State, I think, you know, for a lot of the guys who picked them to win the ACC or, you know, make it to a college football playoff or even challenge for an ACC title, there has to be reason for concern because if Eastern Carolina is, you know, showing that much fight, how is that offense going to stack up against a team like Clemson, who I think is fraudulent? But you know, we saw that their defense is still really good. Their defense is, is insa- very good, <laughs> insanely stout. A team like Wake Forest, who last year could throw the ball, their defense couldn't stop a nosebleed, but they could put up points on just about anybody. And right. you know,
0: even, even Miami's ranked another ACC team.
1: And you know, you know, you know NC is always going to be competent. Yeah, they had so, a great game. So and Vitek can sometimes get up, sometimes can't. So if I'm an NC supporter. I'm worried because Eastern Carolina show poked very exposed a lot of flaws within this football team and I think they're leaps and bounds away from being a serious contender as we were talking about some other contenders earlier in the show. I I could
2: yeah. not I could not agree with you more but let's talk about some of these contenders. Let's talk a, a little ranking stock a quick one before we jump into the preview of next week uh alabama stays at one georgia jumps to two ohio state drops down to three after winning uh a little surprising but uh, like from what i said about georgia georgia stole that spot they uh, deserved it michigan jumps up to four clemson drops one down to 5 AM stays at six oklahoma up to seven notre dame down to eight baylor up to nine and usc sits there at ten Biggest jump of the week, Florida, jumps from unranked to number 12. And biggest drop, Oregon, drops from 11 to unranked. Um, how are we feeling about that top 10? Any other teams that you're surprised about? NC State also dropped five spots from mm-hmm. 13 to 18. Um, I Overall, I don't hate it. I, I still think Michigan is not as good as they were last year. Um, so I don't know if I would have them jumping Clemson, in, in my opinion. They jumped four spots. Uh, jumped over A&M, jumped over Oklahoma. I get them jumping Notre Dame, considering Notre Dame lost, uh, but I still think this Notre Dame team is, is a top-five team in the nation right now. I think they're better than Clemson, and I think they're
0: worse, worse than the big three that we see. They're better than Michigan, too. Um, I... Yeah, I don't really have any egregious problems with the big, uh, the top ten right now. I guess Michigan, I think, maybe put him at six and maybe move Clemson, keep Clemson at four, move Texas A&M up one. But other than that, it's, it's, no, like, it's just nitpicking. It's no big deal. USC jumping from uh, 14 to 10. I mean, we did say that they were a top ten team in the nation, so I guess it makes sense. Yeah, we both had him yep, at 10. We both had him at 10. Um, yeah, I don't really have any major problems with the, um top 10. Just a lot of just big jumps and big drops this week. Very just very volatile week.
1: I I think for my top 10, Danny, you know I'm a Notre Dame hater, but I think that they are <laughs> better than maybe not Michigan. I know that Michigan took a serious drop off from last year, but I think it's tough to write them off. I think Notre Dame is better than everyone in front of them besides Michigan, except until you get to three. So I think Notre Dame... That's exactly what I'm saying, I think they could be at five, but I think a loss to Ohio State, they have to be knocked.
2: I think they they have to be knocked. However, Mm -hmm. I still think that this is a top-five team in the nation. I think that'll get proved when they dismantle Clemson at some point this year because both... Keenan and I agree, and and Tyler, I, I assume, agree agrees, agrees that agree. Clemson's Clemson. kind of fraudulent. I I had very high hopes for this team. They're fraudulent, and, and DJ still kind of proved that he's what not, happened to him, man. What he's happened? not
0: there. He's just not mentally all there. He I don't think he was disgusting in high school. He outdueled Bryce Young in the in the high school national championship, and now he's just he looks like he's very close to a position change to tight end or linebacker. He His, does not look like a quarterback He just anymore.
2: doesn't have that confidence that, I feel bad that for you guy. need that top-ranked recruit to have. He, no dog If he could take some of Spencer Rattler's confidence,
1: <laughs> they both would be better players. <laughs> that, is so, that is
0: so funny, my, and it's so true.
1: My only non-movement, and I just want your guys' quick opinion on this because they do take on my Tennessee volunteers that I want to talk about when we preview is Let's no movement it. for Pitt. Taking on unranked West Virginia, you know, a game that they won by the skin of their teeth. Great game by the way. Yeah, a very fortunate pick 6 to end it. I kind of wanted to touch on this too cuz we didn't touch on it in our recap, but that game was everything we wanted for a Thursday night kickoff. <laughs> yes. of, yeah. You know. <laughs> Great game. Great way to start fights, the season. You know, bad blood. Gus
0: Johnson. Gus No, Gus no, was, Gus wasn't was Purdue. State. That was my
1: also fault. a crazy game. Great Penn game State's as well. terrible at the sport of yeah. football. <laughs> <laughs> but, my fault, my fault. Yeah, go ahead. Um Pit I think, you know, saying stagnant at 17, I know it, w- it wasn't a convincing win and that West Virginia towards the end of the game looked, you know, they were driving, they just ran out of time. Mm-hmm. I still think, though, there has something to be said about first weekend playing your rival for the first time in 11 years, you know, yep. at a neutral site and coming out on top in the way you did being resilient. And, you know, Pitt ran the football like it was their job. It's going to be interesting them playing Tennessee because – I now cheer for the Tennessee Volunteers and obviously want yeah. the Vols to win, and I think they will. But if Pitt somehow trumps Tennessee this weekend, I think we need to reconsider Pitt as a legitimate favorite for the, for the ACC.
0: because yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't
1: think they're getting enough buzz, and I think that 17... Cause they're, Isn't not, they're,
0: they're not like cute. They're just like there. Yeah, they're they're they're, gr- they're, a Pit, they're 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 a gritty. Pittsburgh football. Yeah, team. they're gritty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you guys saw Hard Knocks, like what does grit <laughs> mean to you? It means you're from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> Pit football
2: is Pittsburgh. Yep, for sure. I I think what what I would guess is the reason there's no movement is because they don't know. They don't know whether this yeah. team is good or not. They don't know whether West Virginia was good or not. It's they played safe. A, they played them in a tight game. I think, like Tyler just said, it's. Uh, the safest bet to do because mm-hmm. I think J.T. Daniels is a good quarterback, yep, and, so is and Keaton I think Slovis. I think he duelled against Keaton Slovis, and it was it was a very entertaining game to watch. First of all, but yep. I think they just don't know right now. It's like you said, rivalry game, neutral site, two teams that might actually be good. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a. Hey, we don't we don't know, we're not gonna move you, we're not we're not gonna raise you, we're not gonna drop you. Yeah, but same. uh if you wanna jump right into that, I'd start
1: with that one. Tennessee, Pittsburgh. Yeah. In uh, Pittsburgh. I think if I don't you don't mind me cutting you off, Dan. It's all you go for it. You start us off. <laughs> Tennessee you know, I have no allegiance to college football because the great state of Indiana, if you don't cheer for Notre Dame, you really got no one else to cheer for because Purdue is perennially bad. IU shouldn't have had a football program, <laughs> except for the year Michael Penix <laughs> decided he wanted to play like Jesus Christ incarnate. <laughs> Tennessee started off the year against Ball State and handled them in comfortable fashion, 59-10, to 10, amassing 38 points in the first half. Heldon Hooker, another SEC quarterback that I think is the truth. You know, we talked... On so many before, I think that he has shown flashes, and I know it was just Ball State, but especially last year too with Tennessee kind of reemerging as a competent football team in the SEC. He runs the offense in which Tennessee can succeed under. You know, Josh Heupel has done a ter- tremendous job turning the culture of Tennessee around. It's the fastest offense in the FBS you know, from time play ends to time the next snap. They get to the line extremely quick. All good things. Obviously, for the Volunteers, you take on Ball State, so there's that immediate buzz, your first win at Rocky Top of the Year, destroying a max school. That being said, Hooker looked phenomenal. The receiving core, you know, highlighted by Cedric Tillman, but up and down the board, extremely good. I'm worried about the Tennessee's... Defense, because early in that game Ball State looked to be competent on offense, but then they went for it on fourth and four and fourth and nine in their first two drives after throwing an opening drive pick. So, a competent team probably punts the ball or takes the field goal. Ball State obviously trying to get or points and get to fourth down. Right, exactly. Right. So I think for Tennessee going into this matchup against Pitt, for both teams, you know, we just talked about Pitt. No one really sure where to place them. Same thing for Tennessee. They made the jump from non-ranked to twenty-fourth. They win here against Pitt, who we just talked about showed that they were competent. Expect them to jump maybe up into the you know sixteen to thirteen range, depending yeah, how the rest of the weekend win. shakes yeah. out. For Pitt, the same thing is said. You beat Tennessee, you proved that hey, we can take care of a Big Twelve team, we can take care of an SEC team, both teams that showed that they were competent in the first week of college football. I'm super excited for it. It's a game that I don't think is getting enough buzz just because there are some bigger games on this upcoming week slate. But I think this is a good prove-it game to see how each conference is going to shake out in the long run. You got a score prediction? Yeah, Yeah, I think I'm going to go... Just this Tennessee offense is too good. I'm worried about their defense, though. But I think I'm still going to rock with the Vols. I think I'm going to go 31-24 Tennessee.
0: I mean, yeah, you mentioned it. Fastest offense in the FBS. Um, Hendon Hooker's really good. I didn't realize how good he was. 31 touchdowns to three interceptions last year. <laughs> he can play, flat out play. Um, they're going to listen. If Tennessee can set the tone and make Pittsburgh work, basically, just like you, you know, run, have the set the tone, have their pace of the game, and play fast, they're winning this game. If Pittsburgh sets the tone, runs the ball down the throat gritty, you know, Pittsburgh football. Uh slows down the pace, Pittsburgh wins a game. So, I mean, it's hard for me to go against an SEC team. I know it's on the road at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's like their atmosphere is not anything scary. They don't scare me. It's not like going to Penn State a whiteout game or going to like Michigan the Big House. This is Pittsburgh. No offense to Pittsburgh. They don't really have that big of an atmosphere. It's nothing crazy for Tennessee. I think Tennessee will be fine. I think um, it will be a high-scoring game. Two good quarterbacks in Hennon Hooker and Caden Slovis. I'm going to go Tennessee. I'm gonna rock with Keaton's boys. Uh, 38-31. So, to me, it does not feel like 1998. Um, <laughs> yeah, Hennon Hooker isn't Peyton Manning.
1: It don't feel like 1988 either for them bums from Notre Dame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. I,
1: I think, you know... Pittsburgh proved that they were a good team last
2: year. Sure, they lose Kenny Pickett. Sure, they lose Addison. Um, however, I it's at Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh played a better team last week. They're going to work harder during the week at practice. Um, and Tennessee just kind of killed a, a bad, historically bad Ball State team. Um, I think... It being in Pittsburgh changes it a lot for me. If it was at Tennessee, I'd probably go with Tennessee. With you guys, it being at Pittsburgh, a top twenty-five game, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with Pittsburgh, and I'm gonna do the exact opposite of what Tyler said. I'm gonna do thirty-eight, thirty-one for Pitt in this one. Same score nice. they won by last week. Um, I just think you know you got one team that played a Big Twelve team, you got one team that played a, a MAC team. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the team that played the tougher opponent. That's home. That's ranked higher. Fair now, with no that being with said, that. I could very easily see Tennessee winning this, but I'm I am gonna ride with Pitt.
0: It's good that we didn't do a clean sweep. I'm yeah,
2: so to. let's talk about let's talk about the next one. Let's go Florida, number twelve, Florida versus number twenty, Kentucky. Um, I don't have a super super strong feeling on this one either way. I want to hear your guys' thoughts before I make my final decision.
0: Um, it's the battle of two first round quarterbacks and Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy who does not put mayo in his coffee. <laughs> um and it's at Florida it's at the swamp um Florida's winning that game it's going to be a high scoring game just because two good quarterbacks two explosive offenses um give me 45 35 wow Florida that is I, I want I want some fireworks and um I'm gonna go with the guy who can who you know has a normal appetite
1: I think it's hard for me to go against the Gators especially being a newfound Tennessee fan we hate Kentucky I guess I don't know I'm new to the (laughs) fandom (laughs) but I will say Kentucky's defense is stout and really does a good job of smothering the run so you know for a dual threat quarterback like Anthony Richardson it's going to be tough when you can't establish the run to run you know everything else that he does so well that being said I think it's I gotta go Kentucky I'm sorry Gator Nation it's just that defense is too porous for my liking, and that you know Utah exposed it down the stretch. That that there's a lot of question mm-hmm. marks on that you're Florida right. defense, and you know unless they run away with this one, I think Kentucky's going to have some final say in the fourth quarter, and I just don't trust this Gators defense to do enough. But I th- I, I think we can all agree that Anthony Richardson is going to ball out yet again.
0: Absolutely, you're the deciding sure. factor now, Danny.
1: Man, this is this is a lot of pressure. It's I think, fun. I
2: think I I gotta go with the home team again. Uh, I think last week we saw it against a what I think is a better Utah team versus mm-hmm. this Kentucky team. Yep. They they were able to win at home and Anthony Richardson got it done. With that being said, I think Will Levis is a better quarterback than Anthony Richardson. Ooh, really? Um I I think he should be a top 5 pick this year. I think he I think hot. he's I think he's a stud. I I am very very high on Will Levis this year um potentially Heisman guy if Kentucky can run the table. Yeah, he's good. Um, he can play. But I do think Anthony Richardson with his dual threat, uh his potential uh in this one I think kind of sells me on it. Uh I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go like 31-28 Florida wins another close heartbreaking loss for for the road team, but two more um We'll save Alabama and Texas because that's technically the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one that I'm most excited for. Number nine Baylor versus number twenty one BYU. I am so exceptionally high on Baylor. They won last week versus the, the, an FCS Albany team, but they won sixty nine to ten. Like if you're putting <laughs> nice. up essentially seventy points on any team, like what went right and what went wrong for the other team. Um, I think Baylor is, is very very good this year. Before I give my prediction, I'll, I want to hear from you guys.
0: This is going to be—I mean, Baylor's the better team, but it, they're going on the road against B— uh,
1: I don't know, man.
0: BYU's—they're both good teams. We haven't really talked much about BYU, but I can't—I'm going to go with Baylor. I just think that Baylor's a really good team. That's a team that I think is the—yeah, the, I think they're the best team in the Big 12. Um, it's between them and Oklahoma State for me, and I'm not high in Oklahoma at all. Um, but Oklahoma—it's— it's a good Baylor team, really well coached, Dave Aranda. We've raved about it for over a year now. Um sure they have a new quarterback in shape Um and it's just new unfamiliar faces, but they returned most of the rest of their cast. I think this is a very very good team and uh, BYU I just think there's levels to this. I think Baylor wins this game. It's not going to be very high scoring. I think it's going to be like tw- it's going to be like 24 to 24 to 13 uh I'm gonna go with Baylor.
1: I disagree, Tyler. I think Baylor is like gonna drop uh, not fifty, but I think it's wow. I think score wise I'd expect BYU seventeen, Baylor forty two. I
0: wow. mean, if you look at their combined scores, Baylor scored sixty nine, BYU scored fifty, so maybe you are right. But I, I just I'm just gonna go with the historically. I feel like they're both good defensive teams. At least Baylor is, so I think it's going to be a slow, grit-and-grind game, but Baylor's going to be in control the whole time.
2: Yeah, the, the first clean sweep of the day. I, I'm i yeah. riding with Baylor. Baylor one is, of two, of course. <laughs> Baylor is my team this year that's not named Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really high on this team. I think they win this one 35-14. Uh, they take care of business. It's 21-0 at halftime, and they just leave no doubt that they're going to win this game. Um, sorry to BYU. You just... I don't think you're as good as this Baylor team. I think you're a decent football team this year. You're just not in that upper echelon without (laughs) Zach Wilson. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I just think that this Baylor team has a real shot to make the college football playoff this year. I I think they're very, very good. Um, Last one, uh, Alabama versus Texas. Technically, this is the game of the week. I don't even know why we're talking (laughs) about this. Alabama by 100.
0: Um, Alabama is going to make Texas want to go back to the Big 12. It's going to be that embarrassing. Quinn Ewers is going to want to transfer for a second time. <laughs> Alabama is going to curb stomp Texas so bad that that Sam Ellinger wore back video is going to have to be wiped off the airwaves completely. Give me Alabama. Uh, how do we? How, how far are we going up? Um, 63 to 24.
1: I mean, that's like an FCS scoreline
0: it is cuz te- texas is going to look like an fcs team by the end of it
1: i'm really intrigued with this one because of two things when you guys already touched on it you know texas eventually making the jump into the sec mhm i'm curious though you know we talked about it last week is there any way i know texas isn't ranked if they show out in any capacity against alabama cuz i i truly think it's not going to be a curb stopping in that sense i think it's going to be texas does typical texas football convinces everyone for a half that they're good, and then Nick Saban yep. is going to make yep. adjustments, and Bryce Young's going to take the top off of them. I'm going to go, my halftime score is going to be 14-10 Alabama. Final mm-hmm. score is going to be, say, 35-17 Alabama. I think Texas hangs around for the first half, as they so typically do in big games, and then it's just Alabama they're forces forces two three and outs, and Texas is... Because for me, at least, as soon as Texas' offense stops firing, this game is over. Absolutely. So, Because there's no way that you can expect this Texas defense that is suspect at best to keep up with this incredible Alabama offense. It's really going to come down to, can Texas, as Danny loves time of possession, dictate time of possession, not so much to score, which obviously is the hope, but to give your defense some time off so that every time it's facing Bryce Young, it has as good as a shot as it's going to have to get off the field. Yeah.
0: I mean, Texas does have the offensive talent. They have Quinn Ewers who should be good. Um B. John Robinson is the best running back in college football. And Xavier Worthy, who's a stud. That being said, Texas, ah, you just they don't have to stand a single chance. It's sarki- it's it's Saban versus his former assistant and Steve Sarkeesian. He's gonna bring the burn. He's gonna bring the heat and um his game is going to be over Maybe three possessions into the first quarter,
2: yeah, I, i'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with with you, Keenan, and agree with you, Tyler. I think it it's just going to be a, a demolition from the start. I think Will Anderson is just going to tear up that Texas offensive line, and he's gonna make Ewers wonder why he left <laughs> Ohio State. Um, I, I think this Alabama team is is the best team in college football. Over and, your Georgia Wa- over too. Georgia and it, it honestly might not even be particularly close. Wow. I think this Alabama team is that good this year. They got the two best players, the best offensive player and the best defensive player in the nation, and I, I just think it's going to be a bloodbath from, from the get go. I'm gonna go sixty three to zero. Oh <laughs>
0: zero it's zero. I don't wow. think Texas you scores. heard her first I, listeners. That's huge.
1: Danny, here's a bet right now. If Texas beats Alabama what are you putting on the table?
2: Uh, dude, I don't know. Whatever you want. I, there, a longhorn tattoo. Uh, I
1: Whoa, can't that's do too t-
0: far. T-
2: I, I'll tell you what. I, I will I will wear a tex. I will go buy a couple of Texas shirts, and I will wear one to every single college gridiron for the rest of the year. Deal. Beautiful. We,
0: we have a deal here. But
2: but if Alabama wins, next time you're on, you got to wear a Notre Dame shirt. No, not well, if they win.
1: That's not if they no, win. If they no, shut no, them out. If they shut them out. If that's they shut fair. them out. That's more okay. fair. Because that's... Those are the polarizing. <laughs> if, if they areas. win, whoa! You just okay. want to give them Notre Dame? shirt. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So if it's a shutout, I'll wear ND gear to the next podcast. If they, if te- Texas somehow wins, you have to wear one every,
2: every podcast, single, every, every single, single, single podcast. podcast. And you know what, guys? I'm not an extreme Texas hater. Like my my NCAA 14 running back is currently at Texas right now. Like I I don't hate Texas. Fact, when I Texas just,
1: was relevant. Yeah, right. I just think that
2: relevant. Alabama is that much better. Where they're just going to wipe the floor with them. It's going It's going to be a, a demolition. Horns down.
0: Yep, horns down. It's but, uh, good, bad, and it's going to get ugly.
2: With that being said, uh, Keenan and I got a bet, so tune in for next week to see what's going on. I am Danny Scott, joined by Tyler who and Keenan Troy. Shout out Pat and Machuro behind the booth. College Gridiron is a production of WFUV Sports.